grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and Jonna here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode 120. Is it? Yeah, I checked. You looked it up? Yes. I did. Right. Okay. It is time to talk about something really exciting uh, because there's something that Jonna has been kind of keeping behind closed doors from the public. <laughs> I'm not pregnant she again. She's not pregnant. It's not that exciting. Every time we talk about an exciting uh, surprise, that's where everybody's mind goes. Yeah. So it's not as exciting as pregnancy per se, but this was a pretty, pretty awesome little, uh, little feat that you have, uh, you took on and you've been successful Mm-hmm. Based on the title of this episode, I think people will know what is happening. But uh, I'm going to break out my interview skills from All my right. old podcast before you even came onto the scene right? Bef- in, in podcasting. And I'm going to interview you right. about how you did this, uh, kind of where... We're gonna we're gonna dive into the body positivity movement. We are going to, you know, talk about what triggered you to, and inspired you to. Really, for the first time, set a goal, accomplish it, and your plan moving forward. Sound good? Sounds great. So basically, I'm the guest today. You are the guest, uh, John. Welcome to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage oh, podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so tell us about, no, don't tell us. Everyone already knows about you. Can you make sure you put a little blurb in the beginning about how great I am and like to be the guest on the show? Uh, usually. Introduce me to the well, audience. Well, typically what we do is we interview people and then if we like them, we decide to launch the podcast. Mm-hmm. We probably have, what, uh, 15 podcasts over the past two years of people that we just have not launched. You think that many? <laughs> Okay, that doesn't so. mean we don't like you if you're listening. Just They're not didn't listening. Work out. It's not you, it's what, us. What it's happened us, was you. people would email us and say, oh, I love your show, I'd love to be on it. And then we'd find out they were some like kook or new agey Correct. human that we didn't agree with. And uh, if we don't agree with you, then you're not going to be on our show. <laughs> we like our own echo chamber. Exactly. That's exactly right. Okay. So okay. let's do this. Okay. Babe, I'm super proud of you and what you've accomplished, and I've seen uh, how you've done it and how hard it's been for you to do, and I'm just ready to kind of share this with the public. So, let's get rolling here, okay? Uh, So, before we even dive into how you've done this and what you're going to do moving forward within your goal, let's just give people an idea of your overall health journey. I'm going to take you back to um, maybe the first age you feel like you were like, oh, um, I'm not as fit as I should be. <laughs> or Well, first of all, if somebody's listening and they didn't click on the title, they have no idea what you're talking about. They, de- they definitely clicked on the title. They might not have. Oh, Sometimes I listen to the podcast and it just rolls into the next one and you're, just, you're talking real secretive. How many of our listeners... How many of our listens do you think are from people who just put it on before bed and it just keeps rolling through? <laughs> we just lull them to so, sleep every night. So it's basically a faux listener. A faux listener. A faux, a, a faux download. Okay. Okay. I'm done. All right. Here we go. So Jonna set a goal to work out for 100 straight days. And she 
accomplished this goal with a tiny little asterisk next to it because we had a puke bug in the house and she got really bad back spasms one day where she could like barely freaking move so give her a little grace here she did a hundred workouts in 104 days and i'm just feeling proud thank you thank you I am too, because that's and, certainly something I didn't think that I yes, could do. And you lost 20? Uh, probably like 22 solid pounds. Okay. Which yeah. my goal was 30, and you told me that was too high of a goal, and I was annoyed with that. And I went against I told you, but we'll talk about that. that all came true. Did I not? You really did. It's, al- really it's did. almost like I know what I'm talking about when almost it comes to like fitness. you spent a lot of years doing this. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay, so take you back to the first time that I was like, ooh, I need to do something. So... All my life, I cheered and danced and all that good stuff. And in that, I guess in any type of sports and stuff where you're with other little girls or other people, you're looking at them. And but especially in that, because we had to wear you know kind of small outfits and whatever. That's why our girls are cheerleaders. (laughs) Shut up. Okay. And I, I didn't really know much about eating or exercise or anything. I I just remember kind of living the American diet. I remember going to school, getting like one of those disgusting fruit punch cans from the pop machine and eating like whatever they had for the hot lunch and like fudge rounds. Salisbury steak. Salisbury steak (laughs) and like dry mashed potatoes. Yeah. Like I just, I I had no But pizza day was the real deal. That was exciting. Yes. No, but I, no, walking taco day was it. Walking tacos. Yeah. Fridays. A little salty for my liking, but yeah. (laughs) But I didn't have any idea. Like I just kind of ate whatever, and I was pretty active because back then, back in my day, kids played outside all day after school and all that stuff. So I wasn't, you know, crazy heavy or anything, but I was not fit. And I was about 14, and I remember kind of looking around, or maybe 13. Junior high was rough for me. It was my rough stage. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. I will not. Don't I will it. just keep Chris has a really listening. rude nickname <laughs> for junior high, Jonna, because it looked just a little bit different. <clears throat> I mean, these, Who is these people, these people are family. Well, now so they're. I should tell them what it is so we can all But if any bask. of you ever call me it, friends, of, friends especially that are listening, we're done. Well, so the backstory here is Jonna's sister, Elise, she is the cutest little girl. And Jonna was cute too, but since there's a five year gap, you know how there's that like really annoying eight year old and then like the super cute three year old? That's kind of what it was. And then when <laughs> Jonna really when Jonna was like twelve and you know, I call her Pika because they they called no, her Boo forever. But anyway, so Pika Boo, get it? Anyway, but so she was always super, super cute and I saw Jonna at a particular stage in some pictures and I just blurted out of my mouth. It just fell out really. And no, I was not like, Chris, oh, Helga. <laughs> Helga. So now you understand why I had a complex in junior high. Cause I just was awkward. You know, but she didn't know me. Ju- yeah. No, no. Junior high girls now look like they're like 20 years old. They know how to do their makeup and stuff. And it's actually really annoying. All the hormones, dude. Well, that and social media, we just were left to figure it out with like, just not it was not good so i remember looking at the other girls at cheerleading and stuff the ones that just were naturally or healthy like had flat stomachs and stuff and i remember starting to feel kind of insecure and so i don't even know how i figured it out because i couldn't you couldn't just get on your phone and google back then somehow i figured out that if i cut calories i would lose weight and so i just started eating less 
to the point of I started losing a lot of weight and I started getting attention from older boys and stuff and started coming out of that hoga stage because I was also going into the stage where girls start to develop anyways. Um, but I got to the point where I can very distinctly recall I would only eat like a little baggie of mini carrots for lunch and I would try to keep my calories to like a good day in my mind was 600 calories. Actually, I remember my grandma taking me shopping for Slim Fest. I thought that was it. Like I would drink Slim Fast in the morning. I would have a little baggie of carrots for lunch. And then I would eat like hardly anything for dinner. And obviously that quickly turned into a very, probably the very beginning of my lot of years of disordered eating. Because once I saw that I had control over, because I think I thought that my body, that's just how my body looked. Like I don't, I really did not have a concept of health and fitness at that age. Um, so once I saw that I had control over losing weight, I got very obsessive with it. Um, I don't know how far you want me to go because there's lots of years of like distinct memories I have of the disordered eating and stuff. Well, so it is important for people to know that you had eating disorders because some people could look at this and say, well, yeah, she did this, but she didn't have eating. Yes, she did. So I've suffered from most eating disorders throughout my life, throughout my health and fitness journey, I guess yes, you would call that 18 years. Which probably plagued you up until what age? I would say... 28? For the most part, I think I still struggled mentally with it, though, because we can go into it where I would get obsessive over whatever healthy lifestyle we were focusing on. So maybe I wasn't starving myself or as disgusting as it is to say throwing up mm-hmm. um binging and stuff but i would i feel like we just fast forwarded a lot but i would get to the point of obsessive i can't go anywhere i can't go to anybody's house to eat i can't go out to a restaurant because i can't gain weight i can't veer off of this 24 day challenge we're doing or whatever mm-hmm. uh, so i still i feel like i haven't had a healthy relationship with diet and exercise until more recently mm-hmm. like overall yeah I, I I agree with that. I think that I think that you have always been somebody who easily falls into the fad or the mm-hmm. oh this app says I can lose this much or or this website says I can lose this much if I just do this like yeah. if I just do this easy thing then I'll get this amazing result. Oh, absolutely. And so through my younger years, I mostly just followed what other, because again, it wasn't as much of being on my phone and looking at that stuff, but it anything anybody else told me would help me lose weight. I would just follow. So I have so many distinct memories of, I have one distinct memory of being under 18 and finding a friend who was 18 to buy me diet pills because I couldn't buy my own diet pills. And there were some pretty intense ones that had some pretty intense mm-hmm. side effects Or I can remember a cousin telling me, okay, just take a lot of laxatives and make yourself throw up and like, you'll be fine. You can eat whatever you want. Mm. How, how terrible for your body. Right. I can remember passing out at school a couple of different times because I wasn't eating enough. So when I say that I struggled with it, like I, I struggled with it. Um, I can remember a counselor telling me like, Hey, you're going to die mm. if you don't because my friends made me go to the counselor and I was super mad because, you know, I didn't think I had a problem. I was like, what are you, you're just jealous. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. The older boys like me now, so you're just jealous or whatever. Right. Um, so there's a lot, a lot that goes along with 
those years. There is, which which I can't imagine having some type of an eating disorder or some type of a way of looking at my body that I'm worried about every little part of my body Everything. and I'm never happy, even though you look back at pictures and you're like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? And then having the stress of culture and what a woman should be and all of the all the things back probably like so obviously there's a balance right 15 20 years ago it wasn't the body positivity movement it was it was like here's the you need to be a barbie right yeah oh yeah now yeah. we're moving into like what's lizzo i think it is you know like big girls are like oh it's cool we should be this way um and we will dive into that but before before we get into that i think we've given people a good idea of kind of where you've come from um i think people can read between the lines and knowing that your family didn't necessarily value the steps of health they Somewhat re- also relied know. on their age. <laughs> yeah. Also didn't know. Maybe we're maybe we're just not knowledgeable to what to do. Things like that. Yeah. Thought you were a kid, you could eat whatever you wanted. Whatever. All this stuff. Right. Um, and so now that moves us to you had five babies, and you just kept going up and down and up and down and up and down. Well, hold on. I think there's a there was a time that I did start to understand health and fitness a little bit, obviously. And then I married you or started dating pre, you pre baby. Pre baby. Yeah. yeah. And so. Like I can remember working out really hard with you pre baby life. We worked, we lived downtown. We could walk to the gym that you worked at. You would, you know, take me to class with you or whatever. And I feel like that's when I started having a little bit more of a healthy understanding of, hey, I can do this the right way. By we did um, a twenty four day challenge and mm-hmm. started eating really clean and working out, and I felt good, but kind of what you touched on earlier, super annoying of me. I can remember still never ever being satisfied because I had such a distorted view mm-hmm. of my body and what my body should look like. And then in comes the age of social media and fitness influencers and all this stuff. And it's just like, no matter how hard I tried, I felt like I would never ever look like that. And now, like you said, I see some pictures of myself before we had kids, especially when we were like really heavy working out back then. And I'm like, what was wrong with me? Like I what looked really good. About, yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. I can remember crying on our honeymoon of all times because obviously everybody wants to look good for their wedding. And I thought I did a really good job getting in shape for our wedding. Mm-hmm. You did. And then back to the cheerleaders. And then there was a college cheerleading squad ah, on yeah. um, the beach next to us at our honeymoon. And, you know, we were still in such the early stages of like, Oh, I don't know what he, things about my body and I don't know if he's looking at those cheerleaders and all this stuff and just feeling super insecure once again being surrounded by other girls who were cheering and who just I felt like I would never look like um so that's something I've had to keep in mind over this journey even is that I did set that 30 pound goal but understanding that that I know I know that that number on the scale even if I did hit the 30 pounds, I'd feel good for about a half a second. And then I'd find something to be like, yeah, but I still need to do blah, 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 blah. Sorry. No, that's good. So yeah, we, we did a lot of things, uh, but you still were constantly complaining about your body or 
you were never satisfied ever. And like you said, now you look back on pictures and it's the same thing everybody goes through. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I thought I was, but I was really. <laughs> so you have this distorted view of your body and now we get into the stage of having, you have Lola, right? Which, whoa, that's a shock. Yeah. Now you're, and I remember you used to always say, like, I'm never going to lose myself when I have babies <laughs> and things like that, right? And you used to maybe judge women uh, when you were younger and didn't have babies yes. and stuff. And I think you've mentioned to me a couple times, like, oh, I, I, I get it. I'm eating my words a little bit when it comes to how hard this is to keep it together. Yeah, I mean, society always wants to talk about the bounce back. Like, how quickly does mom bounce back after baby? How quickly is your stomach flat again how quickly did you fit into your pre-baby jeans and so because i was still pretty vain when we got pregnant with our first um i got really my my stomach got really big she was really big but i still maintained a decent weight gain during that i was fairly active we still ate pretty well Mm -hmm. i think i did as most women do start to use it as an excuse to eat things i normally wouldn't have that I would have been kind of scared of pre-pregnancy. But uh, overall, I didn't gain a ton with her. And so I had a friend who had her baby before me and just instantly had this flat stomach. And I was just like, okay, I'm probably not going to be like that because I've never had, you know, the flat stomach. But I remember thinking like, okay, I'll just take my pre-baby I called them like my bloated clothes, like my shirts that were just a little bit bigger than I wore before being pregnant with Lola. I'll take those and some leggings, or I might have even been dumb enough to take jeans to the hospital for after Mm -hmm. I had her. And I remember not being able to put any of it on and feeling just so embarrassed and so devastated. I had to go home in your t-shirt and still looked pregnant. And because, again... Most people don't show that stuff. I think people are starting to show the real stuff a little more now. Um, But seven years ago, I really hadn't seen anybody postpartum that still looked pregnant. I didn't know to expect that. Mm -hmm. And it shattered me. It definitely put me back into negative thinking about my body. And and just in general, whether you quote unquote bounce back or not, I think most moms can agree that we don't recognize ourselves after having a baby, no matter how quickly you can fit into your old jeans. It probably looks different and feels different. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I was not prepared for. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So throughout the babies, just to kind of fast forward a little bit to get us to closer to where we are now, it was have a baby, get back in shape, have a baby, get, pregnant. get back in shape. <laughs> yep. And so on. And we're baby number five now. So, uh, let's say baby number four, Ledger, our first boy, I think you bounced back pretty well, but it took a lot of effort. No, 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 hang on. Ba- bounce back is not the right word. Nope. <laughs> it was you, you really put your nose to the grindstone and you were ready to get yourself back as best you could. So you've always had to work very, very hard to get yourself back to a place of like feeling healthy and things like that. Um, so, well, and of course, with each baby, it's gotten harder because I've had other kids at home yeah, to right. manage. And so, even each pregnancy, I've gotten less and less yeah. healthy with working out through the pregnancy and yes. uh, eating well through the pregnancy. It's gotten 
harder the more survival mode that we've been in but yes my body has gone up and down for seven years in a row with very minimal breaks of feeling good yeah it's absolutely wild and and during that process i think you know turned to alcohol in some of those years as far as after Lindley had mm-hmm. severe postpartum. Yeah. So you would turn to alcohol in certain ways. You would turn to food and snacks and things like that. Um, your, your, your comment all the time was like one less hoorah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, and that's something that I think crippled you for mm-hmm. a long time was I'll start Monday or yeah. one less hoorah or next month or this month or whatever. And, it was just very hard to balance motherhood because that was the most important thing to you, uh, which should be. But I think, you know, me looking from the outside in, it was, it was, you really couldn't find any one thing. You tried fads, you tried supplements, you tried body wraps, you I tried say, all I think the things. After each one, I would fall, I would find something. This would be it. This would be the thing that mm-hmm. would turn the key to make me the the weight and the size and the look I've always wanted to be. I just need to do this. I can remember after Lindley, after our second begging you to do a really healthy, un- unhealthy diet um, that I had done before and lost a lot of weight on. Um, it's the HCG diet. We get pregnant every time. Whatever. No, we don't. Yes, this is the only time do. I've used it since we've had babies. Really? I thought you, I thought you did it I two used, or three times. No, I did the diet before we had kids. That's how I lost a big chunk of weight after we started dating. Okay. Um, so anyways, the HCG diet, you only eat 500 calories and it's a very specific diet and you take these drops before you eat and all this stuff. Um, but also HCG is the human growth hormone, right? And so mm-hmm. it makes you more fertile and we didn't know. And that's how we got pregnant with our third because I went on that diet, <laughs> got really fertile and lost a bunch of weight. Anyways, so I feel like I always have had to need a little bit of a kickstart because I'm a very much so an all or nothing person when it comes to... Um, eating and and fitness, I need boundaries. I've always you have needed to guardrails, bright lines for yourself. Yes, or else if I can't just be like, I'm going to start eating better on Monday because I don't have a definition of that, and I will push it because from my childhood, I've always seen the ideas of justifying, like you said, oh we're on vacation, oh my period, oh on it's the weekend. You know, I've always seen that and heard that as reasons for not eating well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I've had to do a lot of work on changing my mindset with the last two raw and needing the next big supplement and diet plan and pill. And I still, even though I will tell you right now, after this hundred days, I feel a lot better and I know how I did it. There's still a part of me that just last night I was like, Ooh, I just saw this thing and I took the questionnaire. Oh yeah. You are because, a marketer's dream because it's alluring still. Everybody wants a quick fix. Who doesn't want the instant gratification? The people who know it doesn't work. Fair. Well, <laughs> or it does work, but then it comes back. Exactly. Because all those things, most of those things, I would lose weight on, obviously. But also, I got pregnant again. So. Exactly. So, this kind of moves me, actually, to moving through this conversation. I Something I've always taught people is it's not about the fad or about doing what the person on Instagram said, Hey, do this, do exactly what I do, eat what I eat, work out the way I work out and you'll get the results that I got. It doesn't work that way. What it is, is it's, is it's 
creating the habits. People don't like it, but the truth is every major result in life, most people who are millionaires, most people who are who are super healthy and fit, things like that, don't do fads. They do it the boring way. And truthfully, the boring way is how can I create habits to become the person that will sustain this over time? And that is the play. What has gotten you to the point where you are right now sitting here right now with with me feeling healthy and fit and feeling like oh wait this is different than what it's been before yeah the reason why it's different for me this time is you know in the past if i set a goal of this number of days for myself i would hit that goal because i am a very much <clears throat> so a like all or nothing person but i would be miserable the 24 day challenge uh we did a couple different times I'll be miserable because I would feel so restricted and I would not want to go anywhere because I wouldn't want to mess it up at all. And I would weigh myself every day and I would take progress pictures every day. And so then I would go on the other side of it and I would be so obsessive over it that I would, I wouldn't be able to continue that right after the 24 days. So this time I had seen somebody saying there's like a beach body thing that they said, Oh, I'm going to do a hundred morning meltdown or something. And I was like, well, I don't really need beach body to do that. I can just do workouts that you give me or suggest. Like, I wonder if I, I wonder if I could do, could I be a kind of person who worked out a hundred days in a row? And it sounded ridiculous to me because <clears throat> this probably sounds contradictory, but yes, I'm an all or nothing person, but I also struggle with consistency unless I set a very specific thing. Mm-hmm. So you have to have bright lines. I yeah. have to have bright lines. So it was exciting to me to think, could I really work out? a hundred days. Like I've never done that before. sounds pretty ridiculous, especially for a mom of five that, you know, my kids are never gone. I homeschool. So sounds pretty ridiculous. Let's try it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like because I just, my goal was just to work out those hundred days. um, And then for the first little bit, I set pretty good boundaries with what I was going to eat. Like I really cut back on carbs and stuff well you followed a protocol that i gave you yes. that works for everybody but people are like it could, couldn't be that simple <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the only thing i'm missing is sleep still if our babies yeah. would sleep i would have killed this i would have probably hit the 30 pounds yeah. um but yeah so i was following that i was fasting like every other day i was doing these apple cider vinegar shots before my meals because this is what my husband who's so smart told me to do and then i didn't say here's how i'm eating but We've eaten well so many times that I I didn't have to really set strict boundaries for that. I just knew I was going to cut back. I wasn't going to have bread and, you know. Yeah. So the simplicity of it all is. Less sugar. I know people are like, wait, well, what's the protocol? Yeah. So, So the simplicity of it all is, okay, if you want to get your body into fat burning mode and you want to, and you want to, you know, move, move your body towards results, you have to go through a very simple process. And that is, number one, you want to space your meals out, right? So you want to um, make sure that the meal from the previous evening isn't until, you know, 12 to 16 hours later, right? Which is just a natural fast overnight. So you're pretty much fasting like 10 to 14 hours every single night while you're sleeping, right? Um, You can do three days of fasting, which is just skipping those meals and allowing your body to recover um you also not a whole day of fast not three whole days of fasting no no, 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 per week 
but up until yeah Yeah. like a 16 hour fast right right so like a 16 hour fast three days per week right and you can either choose to do it during the day or just use nighttime for that which is easier you also are eliminating snacks because there's a hormonal effect behind not eating more frequently you can talk to anybody who really freaking knows their crap and it's totally against what you're going to get from maybe a nutritionist or a or doctor. Or the TikTok person that's like, eat six meals right. a day. No, it's not. No, that's dumb. Uh, you don't do that. Trust me. I I've, can attest I've helped to a lot of not, people. I did not lose weight when I was eating six small meals yeah, a day. Yeah, I've helped a lot of people. And no, that's not the case. Also, you are not counting calories. I did not. Right? I never counted a no single macros, calorie or a macro. Nothing like that, right? Um, and your major focus is what not to eat not what to eat because then it gets really, really hairy. Oh, I have to have an exact plan to follow. It's much easier to be like, what are the things that are going to keep me back from my results? And I said, look, these are things to stay away from, right? Nothing processed, nothing. You don't want a bunch of excess sugar. In the beginning, I was doing really well at counting added counting added sugar though mm-hmm. i did make sure that i wasn't because that stuff sneaks up and oh, stuff big time. but i did not do that with fruit or anything which some people were you know i remember being a person that was scared of a banana back in the day because <laughs> that's too much sugar and carbs so i think if you're a beginner that this might be a little harder because you may not know what makes your body feel good i was at the advantage at this point of knowing hey bread gluten this type of stuff really hurts my stomach i'm gonna stay away from that and i try to focus mostly on meat and fruit and veggies and you know if we had a taco night i would just make mine a taco salad i didn't feel deprived though i would still add you know some crunched up tortilla chips on top or something so the idea is i didn't restrict myself so heavily that i couldn't go out to eat with a friend or our family or you know our friends couldn't come over because i was like oh like i'm not gonna eat perfectly like i let it be where i could still live and enjoy life it's just yeah i didn't have the birthday cake at the birthday parties but that's not what's important to me like i don't really care that much about birthday cake i had a glass of wine instead or whatever you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i found the balance of being able to do that so Basically, I did that protocol probably the first 70 days, maybe. Yeah. So to to be clear, because I think we've been all over the place on this one, is you eliminated snacks every yep. day. Every day. So you didn't have snacks. You had a 12-hour break overnight from the previous meal. Yep. And then you did a 16-hour fast, three to four days per week, which yep. you don't want to do it every day. Well, I cut out, I didn't have coffee except for on the weekends. Instead, Mm -hmm. we had our early bird drink. And the reason we did that is because she had really fatigued adrenals. She'd be wired at night and Mm -hmm. exhausted, not even able to like function in the morning sometimes. So yes, we had to make sure that we were pulling coffee away. And yeah, we Also, I like cream over my coffee and that adds a lot. Yeah, so we substitute Mm -hmm. that with early bird. We would have coffee on the weekends like at church or whatever. Um, And then I pretty well just didn't eat like the potatoes and the rice and stuff at dinner that you guys would eat. I would just have the veggies and the Yeah, you stayed away from refined carbs, cookies, cakes, pasta. I didn't have a single fast food or really much processed food at all the whole time. Mm -hmm. But once we got the stomach bug, that really derailed life because I was taking care of six puking seven of us (laughs) puking and being sick and laundry and you're not hungry and i don't know most of us know that once you come off of a stomach bug you really don't want to eat a salad you really Mm -hmm. so i kind of i felt like that derailed me a little bit just as far as being in my 
apple cider vinegar made me want to be sick the first little bit after the stomach bug and whatever. Um, but I still stayed pretty consistent. And regardless, my goal was the hundred workouts and except for the couple of days I had to get up, take off for being sick that I made up on the tail end. Mm-hmm. I was able to do it. So now before we get yes. into the further, sorry, sorry. we're going to kind of bounce I backwards forgot that you're the for interviewer. a hot second. No, you're good. So what triggered this? Ooh. You've had five babies. We've gone back and forth. It's been up and down and around and all this stuff. What exactly triggered like, nope, I'm doing this hundred days. So a little bit of t- just a little fill in the blank real fast. After I had Lucan is when we moved and things were really hard and really stressful and really chaotic. And we talked about how with four kids, we started to feel pretty good. We were thriving. We were in a groove. We felt like, okay, we got this. And then we had Lucan and moved. And I was like, I cannot do anything except for feed this baby. I can't do anything. I remember thinking like, I can't even make us a meal, let alone the idea of adding on schooling our children, working out. Like I can remember feeling very low of like, there's just no way. And so in that survival mode, we accepted any gracious help that people gave us, which was mostly bringing us food. Um, And I just, I gained weight. I lost a little bit of weight after I first had them like normal. And then because we were so heavy in survival mode, I was just eating and drinking without care or thinking about what I was putting into my body. And I gained about 10 pounds and I realized it two different instances that were like my, all right, I'm done, um, was one, there was a picture that a friend took at church. And that day I remember feeling like, I just felt uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable in all of my clothes. I, I'm gonna say three instances, actually. We went to Christmas Eve service, remember? And I was sobbing on the way there because I literally had nothing to wear. I had nothing, nothing Christmas Eve appropriate, nothing I felt pretty in. I literally wore a Christmas cat sweatshirt, to Christmas Eve service. I thought you looked cute. That's fair. That's because you have eyes for me, and that's wonderful that God bless you with those. Um, I, But I felt so insecure. I couldn't wear my normal clothes. Instead, wearing my maternity clothes. Fast forward to that picture where I was wearing this really cute sweater that I almost always wear postpartum because it just fits really nicely. Um, and you, even that morning, were like, oh, okay, like I really like that sweater. You look good. And then somebody took a picture of our family at church, and I have never seen myself look the way I do. And then that angle and the way that shirt hit me that day, I looked very heavy. And I remember being like, oh my goodness, is that really me? Then right after that, I went to a hair appointment. And I don't know if you, it's the same where you get your hair cut, but most women where we get our hair cut and dyed and all that, you sit in a chair and you face yourself in a full length mirror. Who really looks at themselves sitting down usually? Nobody. I was sitting there. I like my hair girl a lot. We're friends. And I just, I started crying. I was just like, I don't recognize that woman right there. I have no idea who that is because I've never seen her because I've never looked like that after having a baby even. Um, And that was when I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm heavy. I'm tired. Don't recognize myself and I'm not showing up well for my family because i feel so terrible not just how i look but just physically i feel terrible yeah yeah and uh so you came to me and you were like 
I am going to do 100 straight, work, 100 straight workouts, right? And my response wasn't like, you can't do that. But I was just like, okay, if you do it the right way. Because 100 straight workouts of redlining your body, destroying your body, is not sustainable for our lifestyle. It's not sustainable for really anybody's lifestyle. If you have children and you are focused on raising them and taking care of them as your priority. So let's cut to the chase here on this. You did a hundred workouts. How many of them would you say you destroyed yourself? Mm, I'm not really great with numbers. I would say maybe half. 50? Not destroy myself, like pass out, but where it was like, I went heavy and okay. hard. So let me. Let I me, can see that look on your face. You think let I'm me, lying to the people? No, let me be more. Uh, clear. Let me just tell how we started. How I started. Okay. I ahead. eased. I eased in. Yes. I eased in my first. My first couple weeks. Obviously, I went from not not sedentary because I chase kids all day, but mm-hmm. definitely I did not work out this last pregnancy like at all, at all. So I was not in a place where I was feeling strong at all. So I eased in by starting with these workouts that you recommended to me. I should shout them out. Juice, yeah, do it. Juice and Toya. Yeah, they have good they have good programming. They mm-hmm. have really good, solid program. They've got anything from 15-minute to hour workouts. Um, and, and you did like 12-minute workouts, right? 12, no, I started, 12, so I would start with 15 minutes. I would get up in the morning and I would do <clears throat> like a 15-minute strength session with some mm-hmm. dumbbells, like an upper body, eased way in. But then in that evening, I would squeeze in some cardio. I would either mm-hmm. go on like a walk or a jog. I went a couple times I went down to the clubhouse, did, the, did like the elliptical, or I would do some dance fitness. So for the first couple of weeks, I was feeling so motivated that I was like, I'm going to work out twice a day. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's not sustainable all the time. But I was getting in 30 minutes total at least by splitting it up throughout the day just to get myself going. Yeah. And then throughout, it just varied. Yeah, I would do anywhere from 15 minutes. I didn't even work up to 30 minutes until more in the last probably month. Mm-hmm. Um, just because also realistically with the kids, it obviously is hard to get a full workout in. And so yes. our baby's still not sleeping. Otherwise I would have gotten up early and got it done before everybody was awake. But I just, that's not the life stage we're in right now. And so I think that's something important for you to understand is maybe this girl or this mom gets up before her kids and works out and you can't, that's fine. Where can you? So I would fit. So I started realizing mornings weren't working that great. I started doing. And Lucan was waking up way more. That's what than I normal. Mean. Yeah. So most people I think would be like, well, I was doing well, but my baby started waking up more. Yes. You? I just pivoted okay. because it was important to me. And I started saying, Hey, I can fit this in where I can. So then it kind of turned into right after lunch, Ledger, the almost two-year-old would go down for a nap, and that's when I could do it. So I would either put Luke in in a seat because it's very hard to get both boys napping at the same time. I'd put him in a seat and have him watch me, mm-hmm. which he actually kind of enjoys. Or if that wasn't working, I would have our oldest hold him, and I would bribe them with a show to sit and hold him so I could get my workout in. Mm-hmm. And that's not always ideal. I don't always want to do that, but it was important to me because I had this realization of like, okay. Here's all the things that are important during the day. I can't do them all. <laughs> can't do them all right. Mm-hmm. But I do know if I prioritize getting in the word in the morning as much as I can and um, 
working out and feeding my body right, I'm going to in turn already be able to be better Mm -hmm. for the kids. That kind of goes back to how we used to talk about filling your cup. When I feel better, I'm a better mom. Yeah. Not because I feel prettier, but because I feel healthier. (laughs) I have more energy. Yeah. And you feel productive. Sometimes you wake up and you're like, how can I even be productive with these children around here? You know, cleaning, just like brushing your teeth while eating Oreos. We've talked about that several times. (laughs) And, you know, just all the messes and, oh, this, someone dropped glass and all these things. You're never productive. So you're able to be productive um, and put that thing forward forward before anything else because you knew the long-term effects yeah and so some nights we did go to bed with dishes in the sink and i hated it and i'm not gonna sit here and act like our house has been perfect and i've Mm-mm. not been stressed by the mess but in the grand scheme of but the, eternity the latter third our house has been more clean than well yeah because i'm starting to get into um, finally luke and seven months old and even though he's not sleeping great the family of five thing doesn't have, or the family of seven thing doesn't have us in survival mode anymore. We're living life now. We're, yeah, we fig- we're, we're figuring it out. We're fig- knock on wood. Yeah, we're figuring it out. We're we're living like normal. Probably the last couple of months, I finally mm-hmm. felt more like okay, we can handle five kids. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the question? Where was I going with that? Well, so let me take it this way. Oh, how we <clears> did it? How we worked? I'm it. just gonna be honest with this one. So oh, you no. started this with your girls, which like four. Four, four or five of them, right? And most of the time, most of the time, what happens is you start something with people, you have accountability partners and things like that, and you're relying on them, right? And when you're relying on other people, if they fall off, you are like, well, I'm not going to do it either. Okay, so in this particular instance, um, she started a group with the girls to like have everybody work out at the same time, and I'm. I'm not. I'm not sitting here putting them on blast. But what I'm doing? That's not it, though. What I'm doing? What? We didn't all commit to the same thing. No, no, no. You guys didn't all commit to the same thing, but you guys were all going to go through my protocol and things like that. Yeah. So this just ended up not being a good season for them for a lot of a lot of different reasons, I think. But the reason I'm bringing this up, babe, is because and I know you, John doesn't want to bring this up. By the way, I'm bringing this up. The reason I'm bringing this up is because you guys had this accountability thing. Hey, I'm gonna, we're going to take pictures and post on the, on. Snapchat and all this different stuff. She's uncomfortable bringing this up, but I'm I'm just being real with this. So at some point, it does get discouraging when other people fall off, but it happens all the time, right? It happens all the time. Sometimes people don't have the right um, like form of preparation or they're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, commitment is doing the thing you said you would do long after the feeling is left and it plagues all of us. So there's no, there's no, you know, fault here, but I'm most proud of you for continuing this one when everybody else fell off you continued this because you have played this game you've gone back and forth you've done the one less who are you've done the accountability with people and stuff like that but you were truly becoming the person you needed to become and you were majorly focused and you didn't rely on your group your group was icing on the cake right you didn't rely on your group because if you would have all of you would have stopped, right? And so the fact that you accomplished this is a huge feat, knowing that you were the only one that did it. And that's just the truth. I know well, you don't I, want to talk well, about Well, because that. I think it's just a little off because because not everybody committed to 100 days with the same correct, thing. Correct, correct. So I don't know what you, like they didn't necessarily fall off of what I was doing because they weren't doing the same thing. It's just the group definitely dwindled in sharing 
what we were eating and sharing working out and yeah life happens life it's, happens. they also it's didn't very have easy. as much to lose because they didn't have five babies right. obviously so right um i, just, I don't want to be dis- exactly credit them no 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 i'm not they all still look great i'm uh, yeah i'm not discrediting them all i'm saying is when you start to group with people oftentimes everyone's relying on everyone and Every every human is looking for an excuse yeah. to, to avoid pain, right? And definitely in the past that that would have because in the beginning yes. it really kept me accountable to everything to send them every single picture yes. of everything. And so once I built that evidence for myself that I could do this, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't have to do like, oh well, Susie's doing it, so mm-hmm. I don't know Susie, but <laughs> Yeah, you don't know Susie. Um but yeah, gosh, I was going to say something about that. Well, I just thought that part was important to bring up because you had five people and then you finished it, which is massive because again, yeah, you weren't relying on other people. You were like, this is my life and my circumstances and and I'm committing to this. It's icing on the cake that I have people along the journey with me to keep accountable, but I'm not going to change because of what happened in their life. Because, you know, different things happen to different people. It's like, yeah. oh my goodness, oh shoot, my dog or all this, whatever. Um so we were able to well it's a new check for me too because again back to how i said with like the 24 day challenge i couldn't wait for it to be over so i could have a cheat meal or so i could do whatever and now i don't really feel like that you know like in my mind when we first started i figured like okay after 100 days i won't have to work out every day anymore i still feel like i have to work out every day because i've built evidence for myself that i'm a person who works out and even the kids will ask me like hey mom have you worked out yet when are you gonna work out today Oh, the kids definitely saw it. The kids definitely saw it. And yes, you prioritized that over cleaning. Remember the give and take here. You prioritized that over, um, over what else? Uh, it's just something I would try to get in first. I mean, not over mm-hmm. the kids, obviously, no. because but I know that it, it, it's for them too, because I think some people I've seen, of course you can see every kind of comment on social media, but I've seen comments on, on some moms, social media accounts who are taking care of their health and just like trolls of being like, Oh, guess you're just, you know, depriving your kids. Oh, or you care more about what you look like than your kids and stuff like that. And no, that's not true at all. Especially because I could go to the bathroom for 15 minutes. I mean, especially the days that I only did 15 Mm -hmm. minutes, it's not that big of a deal. Um, But I know if I am feeling better, I'm going to take care of them better. And it did happen. I had more energy, Mm -hmm. even though I'm not getting a ton of sleep. I've had more energy to take the kids places. We've done a lot with them. I mean, we're on a staycation right now, but even before that, I've taken all of them to the pool by myself. I've taken them all to the museum by myself the park by myself, things that I wouldn't have even considered trying when I was feeling so heavy and so just, uh, just like sludge, just could hardly, I can remember hardly being able to walk up the stairs without just pain and, and just being able to breathe heavy. Now I literally run up the stairs just cause I can. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Feel myself again and mm-hmm. not perfect. Like I still have a ways that I'd like to go. I still have plenty to do, but I finally, for the first time in my life, realized that I don't have to have it by pool opening or by mm-hmm. vacation or by, you know, June, whatever. Like, I'm just in the long haul. And let's talk a little bit about your, let's talk a little bit about your, um, your weight goal, right? You were like, oh, I'm going to lose 30 pounds and I can do that in 100 days or whatever. And I told you. 
probably not 30. <laughs> You're probably looking at more 20-ish or something like that. You're like, no, 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 I'm gonna lose 30 pounds. Just because you want to lose 30 pounds doesn't mean your body wants to lose 30 pounds. Yeah, yeah, you told me, and I was really annoyed by that. That was the only time that I was just like, okay, dude, I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> and you're like, didn't. nope, you're going to lose a chunk at first, then your body's going to slow down because it's going to get... Your body hits a body weight set point. So your body, based on your insulin levels and things like that, says, here's where we want to be. Here's where we're comfortable. So once you get to that point, you start to get closer to that point, it slows down, right? I, I remember working with several clients over the years who I remember I had one girl, she lost weight like a fiend. She lost like 22 pounds the first month. And I was like, okay, nice. And then she lost like 18 and 17 and 16. And I remember one month she lost 13 and she, she sobbed. And I was like, wait a second. No, this is massively like, this is super important. You got to understand your body can't lose this at the same rate every month. Yeah. Otherwise you'll be nothing. You will literally disintegrate into nothing. Like your bones weigh something. Hello. <laughs> like, right. So, well, we've yeah. been so deceived into thinking that the scale really matters and that and that, that number is going to make us happy. And mm -hmm. it's not. It's just yeah. not. Like, yes, there's a number that I'm like, yeah, I'd be happy if I saw it again. And I would be like, You think cool. that, but you hated on pictures when you were. Well, yeah, there. but I was going to say, I'd be like, oh, cool. I, I'm at this weight now, but I know my body is still proportioned differently. It's been redistributed differently after having, because not only did I have five babies, I had to have five C-sections and that does something to your body as well. And yeah. I've got severely separated abs that I need to work on. And so I've accepted for the first time ever that I'm just in a long haul and that this, it's going to be a while before I truly probably look and feel like fit. I feel more fit. Yeah, you're way more I feel fit. more healthy. I can't say that I go and I'm just like, yep, I'm going to go flaunt it. I'm going to go wear a bikini because contrary to what the body positivity movement says, I think it's okay for me to still want to do better. Yeah. Let's dive into that just a tad. Just a tad because I got to go work out. What time do you have to leave? Um, in like 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Okay, cool. And we'll dive into where you're going and stuff like that. Okay, so... Oh man, the body positivity movement has basically turned into, well, it's hard to do this, so I'm just going to say that's okay. I'm just going to celebrate being... I'm going to celebrate feeling the way I'm feeling and try to attach positive thoughts to this, mm -hmm. um, which that is way, way extreme. Mm -hmm. There is a balance to be had. No, you cannot say, I am going to hate myself for the way i feel that you also can't celebrate the way you feel because you feel that's a deception good. and and the worst thing is keeping yourself in the exact same spot and not moving forward and growing right and getting better or in this case shrinking uh, but <laughs> basically talk about the body positivity movement and you being a woman who has gone through having children several children all these things you're very qualified to talk about this I just think it's toxic. I think it's. I think it's toxic. I think it's. Sorry, yeah, that turning off the mic did not help that sound. I had to clear my throat. <clears throat> that's, that's a feral family treat right there. <laughs> okay, good. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's. I think the body positivity movement is toxic because I think that it's enabling people who, like I used to think, to justify um, being unhealthy. Yeah, it's not it's it's encouraging women to yeah, it's fine. Just celebrate your curves. And that's great. Yes, I agree. Don't hate yourself. 
love your body at no matter what stage it's at because it doesn't matter if you're in the perfect size you're still you're not going to just suddenly wake up and love your body if you don't love your body already so i agree with that part of like don't hate yourself to your certain size no absolutely not but i don't agree with saying if you look around every cover every billboard every agency everything right now is celebrating and promoting only very heavy right. women and, and they're and they're building Barbies now and, that are and, and that's fine because yes I, I I'm not totally against the Barbies because it's like okay maybe you know Barbies don't need to be so unrealistically disgustingly thin yeah I mean when when Barbie thin, was invented she probably didn't have access to McDonald's and no I remember they said <laughs> I remember they said the measurements of Barbie as a real woman would just be so off the charts Outrageous. not realistic yeah um so I'm I'm fine with that I think it's the point of encouraging it though because yep. whether we like it or not. If you're morbidly obese, it's not healthy for your body. It's just not. Yeah. So let's take this example. Let's say you have a lot of dishes and you're like, this is hard. But instead of being pushed to do the dishes, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to celebrate. I'm just going to accept my house the way it is. <laughs> that the dishes are what they are and I'm not going to work on them. So, so what happens to the dishes? They grow and grow. What, and grow. what happens to the food on the dishes? Right molds over like it becomes unhealthy it creates an unhealthy environment in your household like you can't function the way you were functioning you can't function in the kitchen the way you're functioning like all of these different things that you wouldn't have seen if you would have just taken care of it or moved towards taking care of it is it better to do three to five dishes a day or none right you know what i mean right Hopefully that's a decent example. That's a decent example. So basically what you're saying is, is it better to move your body a little bit each day or feed yourself well a little bit each day or just not care because body positivity says no matter what size you are, celebrate it and stay that way. I agree. No matter what size you are, celebrate and love yourself, but understand it can be both. You can love your body, but also want to be healthier and want to be more fit. And so I think that's what we're missing, especially with this age of social media. Everything is like you have to pick a side and you can only be on that side and there's no gray area. I'm saying because, okay, especially for moms, okay, everybody wants to give moms grace and be like, you, you've had five babies. Like you've had five babies. You give yourself grace. Just celebrate what your body's done. Don't hate your body. I don't hate my body. I'm thankful that my body brought five babies into this world, but I can be that and also be not love what I see in the mirror and want to improve it. Why can't I, you know, that doesn't mean I'm not thankful for my body. That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean I don't love my body, but it's okay to not love the way my body looks whenever I am heavier than what I believe my body is healthy at. Right. So I think that's why I think body positivity movement is toxic because it encourages you to just stay the same and not like it, it makes health not a priority it makes anything that moves you forward and grows you not a priority so you know culture in a million different ways is now saying like oh you have a problem well let's celebrate that problem not just just you do you you live your truth if that's how you want to live you just love it you just own it and love it don't at all work on anything that could be going wrong just love it and but it's only in certain ways right it's only in certain ways Mm -hmm. because nobody's telling the thin or the fit people that you know what i mean that they're not celebrating it's it's wrong to celebrate the fit Mm, mom or the fit woman 
it's right. only right to celebrate the one who is loving her body, even if she's, because guess what? Then people also struggle with body image issues, especially then women who cannot gain weight, mm -hmm. then they get bullied a lot. And that's a whole different topic, but sure. that comes along with the toxicity of body positivity because yeah. only be body positive if you are heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Because so. it's wrong to be if you are fit, basically, is what they say. Yeah. So you have about 10 minutes before you have to leave. Yeah. And I, well, okay. I actually have about five minutes to talk. It only take you like 22 minutes to. No, get there. it takes 30 minutes. I have to brush my teeth and stuff. It'll take you 22 minutes to get there. Literally, At they kick time, you out. They won't let you in oh, wait, if you're it's late. 745. Never yeah, mind. They won't let you in if you're late. Yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. So. Basically, we've talked about your health journey. We've talked about kind of what moved you to do this. We've talked about um, now debunking that body positivity move, movement, right? And we've talked a little bit about how you did it, right? I think some important things to touch on were you went through a specific protocol that was boring but worked. You also you also did not redline all of your I workouts. You listened to your body. Yeah. You took your time. Um, now, you avoided excuses before we get into like your plan moving forward. You avoided excuses. Um, you're a special type of human because when we all had the stomach bug, she was like, I think I'm going to throw up. I got to get my workout in, which is really not super wise. But I there's did, something I, for yeah. your brain right there that creates a synopsis and says like, if I can do it when I feel like I'm going to throw up. I can do it when I feel like I'm not. Because I just knew, I know from previous, my previous self, I yes. knew once I gave myself an excuse yes. not to work out, I would I would spiral and I didn't. I was upset mm -hmm. those days that I was really sick and I actually really physically could not work yes. out, but I made it up. But it bothered me because I wanted to do 100 days straight. <laughs> but there are some things that are unforeseen circumstances, yeah. but the fact of the matter is you did everything you could Outside of just being ridiculous, you did everything you could to keep that routine. Your body had tons of evidence yes. because, look, reality is reality, right? And lies are lies. So reality is when evidence is built up to prove what that reality is. You built up so much evidence for healthy Jana, Jana that is going to work out 100 days straight that you couldn't turn back. Totally. And you continued to do that. Whether you did it on purpose or on accident, it freaking worked. Even when we were out of town, yes. I was like, all right, I got to get it in how I can. We would have family over. <laughs> we would have family over. And she would like sneak away for 15 minutes. Or, or, or 20 or, minutes. Or, or we'd whatever. have friends over for our community group and stuff. And let's say she's like, oh, man, I had to clean beforehand and stuff. She would literally sneak away for 15, 20 minutes when our friends were here. Like, that's commitment man. i know but i don't that sounds selfish and i don't know it to. i think selfish. our friends understood I, but they i understood. just i knew if i didn't i knew what it would do to me if i didn't yes accomplish it when i could and there were some days yeah, yeah. so that's back to the fitting it in like it might not look the same every day and if you're a person who wants it to look the same every day i get it because i'd like to be hey i work out every morning at this time and i'm done for the day and i have to think mm -hmm. about it the rest of the day a lot of days i had to figure it out we were gone mm -hmm. at a museum all day we had to get up really early all the way in Indiana, and I knew I wasn't going to work out in the morning. I was so tired when I got home, but I'm like, I just, I'll just do it now. I can't sit down. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do it now. And those were the days that I probably mostly did the 15 minute strength training. Yeah. Because let's be real, a 30 minute session wasn't always possible. Right. Or sometimes you do mobility or whatever. But regardless, yeah. guys, if you can put yourself between a 10 and a 15 minute workout of movement, of focused movement, you worked out today. Yeah. Okay. Do not fall into the trap of like, 
It Sweat, has to be an hour. Sweating is my metric. Yeah. Soreness is my metric. That's not true. Especially if you're doing every day. And I think that was what was good for me is to build into it. Like, yes, I'm working out every day, which mm-hmm. sounds like a lot. But because I was doing 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, whatever, mm-hmm. um, I built into it. Yes. You know what I mean? It, it, yes. Which previous Jana would just want to go all out, yes, all in. 100%. Diet hardcore, workout hardcore every single day, but then you burn out. Exactly. So this is sustainable. This is me being able to continuously do this. And so now, yeah. Do you want to tell them? Because I got. Yeah. So she has to leave. But basically, now when I like, I realized she was going to do this. And upon her hundredth workout, I was like, okay, check it out. So I know you know you hit the high of a hundred workouts. You did it. I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. You've you have moved your body into a place where I know you are healthy enough and able-bodied to go and enjoy community. So um, I told her, I was like, go join Orange Theory Fitness. They're pretty pretty solid programming, a really great ambiance that like helps her. Um, and and I knew that it would be great for her to like do something new and novel, right? Once you get to 100 days, you got it. You, you started to plateau, started to get bored. Yeah, because yeah. I'm working out at home, by the way, if anybody's wondering like, yes. how did you get away working every day with five days? We have space that we can work out in our new home, yep. which is and nice. Not much equipment or anything, but just, you know, she's working dumbbells out at home. Dumbbells mostly. Yeah. Couple, couple sets of dumbbells available and stuff. And that's pretty much it, guys. I mean, literally, it's not, not that much. But anyway, so now... Orange Theory Fitness is her next, her next feat. And no, we're not doing five days a week. What we're doing is we're having her go two days a week to Orange Theory Fitness, and then her other workouts. She she's now finding a balance of. I think you said you're going to take Sundays off, right? Yeah, or at least do a recovery workout, which is what well, I kind of do. I know well, what it's hard. Whatever you're feeling, but yeah. So now we're going to find a little more balance. We're going to do some harder workouts. Um, She's not gonna have to think. Yeah, she just shows up. A, Orange Theory is a sixty-minute workout, by 60 the way. Sixty-minute workout, which I did my first one the other day. Yeah, and I killed it. Yeah, she did awesome. But it she was hard. Awesome. So yeah, so I think it's important once once you hit something, you gotta have something to look forward to after that. And so I I knew that, and I was like, okay, let's go do this. So now she's gonna jump into Orange Theory for the next, I'd say, two to three months minimum. Um, It'll be exciting for at least another mm-hmm. 45 to 50, 60 days. It definitely days. adds stuff to our day to drive there and it you does. take the kids and it stuff. It does. But and gas is a freaking million dollars right now and all that. But but it's important. And so, yeah, she's going to head off to her workout right now. Um, and we'll and we'll kind of wrap this thing up. But, but why are we even doing this episode? Well, <laughs> when we first started, we started talking about it. I'm like, nope, I don't want to tell anybody yet. I want to hit the goal. I want to tell. Mm-hmm. Then we can talk about it. So one, because obviously we have a podcast. So here's which hang on before lives. we get into that super super fast. I, I know super super fast. That's a really important point. So something for our brains, guys. That when, when you study human psychology, if you say you're going to do something to people, you've already kind of told yourself you have done it, and so you you hit your reward centers. Like I told someone that I'm going to do that. I listened to a great TED talk on this and the guy's like, don't tell anybody anything until you're done. That way you didn't, you did not get that dopamine hit of I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Which is definitely me. It's always yes. like once okay. I talk about it, the next so anyway, end game here. End game. Why are we doing this podcast? I, and then I'll let you go. Because I know there's so many people who feel this way. I know there's so many moms who feel tired and run down and heavy and just, like they will never get to a point again where they feel good or to a point of feeling fit. And I know most think that they can't do it. And so there's one thing aspect of hopefully 
us having five little kids at home inspires you to know like, hey, okay, oh, oh, I can just do a 15 minute workout and realize, I didn't realize I didn't have to go to a gym and sweat for 16 minutes to qualify as a workout. You know what I mean? So I'd like that mom to know that it is possible um, to do mm-hmm. and not in the annoying <laughs> Instagram fitness influencer way. Like, look at me. I'm just so perfect and I'm going to do it. Now, if I can do it, you can do it too. Not like that, but just like, hey, just take it slow. Cause guess what? These days are going to go by anyways. That's something I thought of too. Like, look at this. It's already been a month. If I wouldn't have done that just because I couldn't do it the way I thought I was supposed to do it mm-hmm. fast and hard and at a gym, I would still be stuck to where I was feeling mm-hmm. a month ago because a month flies by now. And so that, and then for me, it's just perspective of understanding mm-hmm. what's important at the end of the day or at the end of my life <laughs> is my clean kitchen more important than how I took care of this body that God gave me and the family that I can steward because I feel well. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll just say it. If a mom of five, seven and under can do it, anybody can do it. Slow at least. Seriously. Even if it's slow. Even if it's slow. Yeah. And that's preferred. But if a mom of five, seven and under, not getting a lot of sleep at night, which is a massive component, by the way. Not getting a lot of sleep at night and things like that can do it. Anybody can do it. So I'm super freaking proud of you. Excited for your for your next uh, your next little bit. Now you're motivating me because I, yeah. I I've somewhat fallen off the wagon as of late. Um, but you know, I'll let you talk about that while yeah. you get ready. So, I do want to shout right. you out because you were super encouraging, even though you knew I struggled with consistency and stuff. You supported me and encouraged me. And when I saw you proud and the kids proud, it definitely oh, yeah. kept feeling me that like the day I was running and you guys mm-hmm. stood at the end and like gave me high fives that, that made me, that fueled me. <laughs> so awesome. I'm gonna let you close us out. All right. Thanks guys. All right. So she's running off to her workout, which is amazing. Uh, so just a little a little context on the Orange Theory thing. I would not have had her start there. I know if anyone goes to Orange Theory, they might be like, yeah, you can. Yeah, maybe you can. But th- some of the issues she was dealing with um, are not conducive to a group class with you know, 18, 20, 30 people in it, running on treadmills and doing things like that. So she had to work a base again. So you can, so you can kind of you know ask yourself, where am I at? What has my physical activity level been? Uh, what am I kind of capable of doing? I would honestly start with like super simple 10, 12 minute YouTube videos and things. Um, just do what feels good. Don't 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 get so hung up on like, oh, how many reps and and what what weight should I use and like what, what movements are good and bad and what's gonna target this? Eh, don't think about it that way. As someone with experience, I'm telling you guys, the most important way you can do this is just get in the habit and build evidence. I've read a great book and I taught a lot of my clients this. It was called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And essentially what he did was he had these he had these boxes and he's like, look, you have two choices, right? If you want to be healthy or you want to accomplish this, that, and the other, you have two choices. Everything you do is a vote for the person you're becoming. So if Jana was becoming the mom who was healthy, fit, vibrant, energetic, and a mom who would work out daily and take care of her health, she had a choice every day. The food she put in her mouth would give a vote for healthy jhana or unhealthy jhana, right? And so all of the things she did, she had to mount so many votes for healthy jhana during this process that 
There was nothing that come in, could come into her head to say, ah, you're not healthy. Ah, you'll give up. There was so much evidence that she was not going to give up because she kept putting in votes for healthy Jana. And now it's become so normal that when the 100 days were up, yes, we had to do something new and novel and different to get her excited. But when the 100 days were up, she's like, whoa, I can't just not, I can't just stop, right? So she really truly did like habit building 101. She did it the right way. Um, she, I, I know for a fact, she probably only like redlined, like destroyed herself maybe 18 to 20% of her workouts. That's important to re- recognize as well. The metric is not sweat. The metric is not soreness. The metric is not those things. So um, <clears throat> the only reason I'm closing this out, because uh, she should be, but the only reason I'm closing this out is because she's she's going. But um, yeah, I'm just ridiculously proud of her. Uh, and we wanted to do this podcast because we want you guys to know that this is very possible for you too. It doesn't matter don't even think about the ailments you have. You can, you can make, you can create votes for healthy you, the healthy mom you want to become, the healthy dad you want to become, whatever. Um, those votes do exist. Do not look at it in terms of how fast can I do this. Look at this in how many votes can I build for myself to become this healthy person. Create those habits for life. Um, there will be hurdles. I'm not promising that a year from now everything's going to be perfect, but I will say what she's doing is the way to do it. So um, really proud. Hope this helped you guys out. Um, You can do this. It's just a matter of starting and not looking back, but also finding the balance. Don't destroy yourself. So that's it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. Uh, If this brought you value, please do share it. Um, Make sure you subscribed to the podcast, uh, which would be, I think, a follow on Apple right now. Uh, And if you don't mind leaving us a review, that would be amazing as well. We haven't gotten as many up as we'd like lately, obviously with the chaos of the kids and stuff. But but we are still committed to being podcasters and keeping this thing going. So uh, thanks so much, and we will catch you guys soon.